Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse the Plan is here. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. Now, last week we preached a sermon entitled, What Does It Mean to Love God? That was part one. This is part two. I want to ask you a question. Do you keep God forefront and first in everything, spiritually, physically, and financially, every area? I don't know about you, but I do. And I tell you what, I'm blessed in the city, blessed in the field, blessed going in and blessed going out. Why? But not because of, of who I am, but because of what I do for him by simply loving God every day. And love is action. Ooh, let's go into part two of this great message entitled, What Does It Mean to Love God? Take some notes. Get those notes from last week and compare them with this week, okay? Watch. Write this down. Love cannot be constrained. Love cannot be constrained by a command, mm -mm. but it can be won by an appeal. Ooh, this is good stuff. Love cannot be constrained by a command. You got to love me. No, but it can be won by an appeal. See, love can be very appealing. Appealing love draws out an answering love. You see what I'm saying? You begin to find out. If you want this girl to notice you or you want this boy to notice you, you got to make an appeal. You got to do more than just expect her to love you because you are some good looking whatever. See what I'm saying? Let me say it again. Love cannot be constrained by a command, but it can be won by an appeal. Appealing love draws out an answering love. In other words, love will answer you if you make it the right appeal. You see what I'm saying? You, you got to know when, where, and how. Because we deal with emotional people all the time. We're full of emotion. And thank God, it'd be better than not to have any. Have you ever seen some people without much emotion? The most boring people you ever saw in your life. And is that the truth? You know, you go to a Saints game. Good Lord. It's amazing. I love to watch people. You got one person about ready to tear his head off. I'm jumping, screaming, and hollering. I mean, you think, good God, they must really love the saint. And some of them dress up with all kinds of stuff, you know, do all this kind of stuff, trying to get attention, and they got everything. Then you got somebody sitting over there, ain't saying nothing, just. I mean, one time Richie brought me to a Saints game, you know, I very some of them go to the Superdome and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, I mean, there was some, this guy was just going slap crazy. He was, just screaming and hollering. And there was a person about maybe two or three seats from me. Didn't say a word. Just. And at the end of the game, you know, you try to get out of there as quick as you can because the people come rushing out. That. And that guy that didn't say nothing was right next to me. And they pushed Richie ahead of me. And I'm not trying to. And he said, was that the most best game you ever saw? I said, you know, I was watching you. You didn't say nothing. You didn't even move. He said, but I was jumping inside. <laughs> that made sense to me. Yeah. See, you can't judge someone by what you see. Yeah. Let me say it again. Love cannot be constrained by a command, but it can be won by an appeal. Appealing love draws out an amazing love. Now, let me tell you something about love. See, what does it mean to love God? You got to understand, you got to love him. Let me read that verse that it said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God. You got to make sure he's your God. With all your heart and with all, my, with all thy soul and with all thy mind, that means strength, everything you can think of. You got to understand this. But let me tell you something about love. Love sometimes comes and goes. Love comes and goes, waxes and wanes. 
without any conscious effort of our will, almost without knowing why. Let me say it again. Love comes and goes. It waxes and wanes without any conscious effort of our will, almost without knowing why. We figure, why? Why? For example, you date a girl. Okay, you like the girl, but you like her. You ain't planning on getting married. You just, you know, it's a date. You know, you enjoy yourself. You go with her. All right, you drop her off. You may kiss her goodnight, you know, whatever, all that kind of, whatever you do. I don't know. Okay. And then you get back in your car and you think, well, she's a nice person. Maybe I'll date her again sometime. Now you go to bed. You just go to bed. And you wake up in the morning and all of a sudden you just can't live without that woman. What happened while you were sleeping? While you were sleeping. That's a movie. While you were sleeping. What happened? You, you might date her once or twice. Maybe that'd be about it. What happened? Love's independent. You dropped her off not loving her. You woke up, can't live without her. Watch this. I didn't love God at all. You could say I dropped him off. I woke up the next morning and I can't live without him. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And sometimes we get mad at, at God because we think he ain't moving fast enough. No, you're not waiting on God. God's already finished. He's waiting on you. Love comes and goes, waxes and wanes, without any conscious effort of our will, almost without knowing why. It just happens. You know why? Love's not reasonable. Love often understands when reason fails to do so. I mean, how can you love some of your children? Same daddy, same mama, but totally two different kind of kids. Born a mama will take up for that boy and take up for that girl, just something about it. Love often understands when reason fails to do so. Like the other day, Kathy says, I want to go get some uh, decorations, Christmas decorations, something, I don't know what. Now, she likes to go to these stores that I don't care to go in. They're real big. You got to walk down. There ain't no carpet in there, nothing. It's all concrete, five billion crates or whatever. And you got to look through all this stuff to try to find something. So I tell her, I tell you what, I'm going to just sit in the car. And you go in there. Okay, you don't mind. Yeah, I mind, but I didn't tell her that. I said, no, that's all right. I said, we'll go get some lunch out there or something like that. So she said, okay, whatever. So she goes, and I'm just sitting there. Now, you know, and I, I, I was parking. And you can see some people walk out and go, what are you parking here for? Are you a cop? No. Go away. <laughs> well, you're in the fire zone. Is anything on fire? No. Go away. I'm waiting for my wife to come out. She's coming out. You say you were lying. I didn't know when she was coming out, but she was coming out. <laughs> and I don't want to go ride driving at the back. I pull all that kind of stuff. You see what I'm saying? Whew. Now, some people think that's not reasonable, but it was very reasonable to me. So I just, all of a sudden, here comes Kathy, you know. And then she says, help me, you know. I got, you know, I, I got to get out the car, open up the trunk, or, or put, something, put something on your side and all that kind of stuff, you know. So when we get to the house or wherever we're going, guess who's going to carry it in the house? So that's why she brings me to the mall. I'm a slave. I carry bags. 
Go, especially when we're shopping. Lord, go put this in the car. I'm running back. I lose five or 10 pounds every time I go to Lakeside. You know, especially on Christmas, just running back and forth, man, just getting all this kind of stuff. It ain't reasonable. And I, I said to myself, why am I doing this? I even cut the gas. I cut the car off and I'm sweating. And I thought, I got money. Turn the car on, burn the gas. But you see, it's not reasonable sometimes. See, these climate control people, they're nuts. They ain't got to lick us in. You know, we got to cut down on the carbon. And 500 private jets flew over there. You know how much carbon was put in the air? Why? Because it's okay for them, but it's not okay for you. Love often understands when reason fails to do so. Jesus said, you got to love my father. I came that you might know the father. Now, I want to say this point, and this is the most important point of this message. We are guilty of spiritual idolatry if we have another rival of God's love. If you love something else greater than God himself, that's spiritual idolatry. That's not as a fact. Because you see, if anybody, and if they really were true, people that don't know God would love their creator if they knew he was there, and he is. You see, I'm going to preach a sermon on the gift that God gave that hurt him the most. It's called free will. Why would he give us free will? Because that really proves if somebody loves you or not. Now, he can make you, but he said, I'll let you reject me and hurt me in the process. Let me say it again. We are guilty of spiritual idolatry if we have another rival of God's love. What are you putting ahead of God's love? Think about that for a minute. Oh, but it's nothing. Oh, it is something. Yes, it is something. Let's make it like a little simpler. In other words, you never hug your children, but you hug everybody else's children. Your children are going to notice that. Man, but I didn't mean nothing about it. Ah, but actions speak louder than words. Amen. See what I'm saying? Amen. You see what I'm saying? Or you pay more attention to other people than you pay attention to your son or your daughter. Yes. What they think. Did I do something wrong? You see, most children that have been adopted can't figure out why their parents, whoever it was, mother or father or both, gave them away. They figure, what did I do wrong? Nothing. Not a thing. You see what I'm saying? And they may carry that through all their life. Why? Why did they do that? They loved something better than the child and gave some excuse. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. You want, it, you want me to really get strong? Oh, yeah, go like this. Do you know a lot of you, if you went to work like you come to church, they'd fire you. <laughs> you can tell when it hits. It just kind of a wave went across the. <laughs> this service starts at 10 o'clock. Now, I want to tell you something. Renee and that band work hard and they practice and they got great worship. And you could shoot a shotgun in here at 10 o'clock and not hit a soul. Don't shout me down when I'm preaching good. And if you did that, your job, they fire you. Everybody's late every once in a while. That's common sense. Let me understand. But when this has become a habit, you see what has happened? Now you may think, no, don't get mad at me. You, you told me to tell you. 
See, there's something else you love more. You got to get that out of your life. God must be first. Some of you that won't come because you're scared of the COVID, supposing you get it. Oh, Jesus, help me. Oh, I ain't going to your house. I might get the COVID. Uh, is the Saints football team uh, more important than God? <laughs> Not the brother Jesse. Uh, back off. See, that's idolatry. You don't realize it. But, but, but it, it, it doesn't mean nothing. Well, if you was God and somebody did that to you, what would you think about it? Hmm. Let me say it again. We are guilty of spiritual idolatry if we have another rival of God's love. Now, there's nothing going wrong. I believe in football. I, believe in, I, I like sports. I'm not, not, not against that. By no means. I think, man, my Lord, support your team if that's what you like. You know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But put God first. Maybe the reason why they lose so much. Because your prayers ain't working at the dome. Why? Because they don't work at church. Uh-oh. <laughs> Look at some of y'all. Yeah. See, we laugh at it. It's funny, but it isn't. It's idolatry. It's what we love the most. We begin to find those things out. Now, I'm not being critical. Is it a sin? No, I don't think it's a sin. I, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, but I'm trying to, for lack of a better way to say, how does God feel about that? Hmm. Hmm. You ladies, when you were dating, if that boy was always late, would you keep dating him? <laughs> Come on, ladies, help me out here. Yeah. Why is that? If he took you to dinner and told you to pay for it, would you keep dating him? <laughs> no. Then why do you pay your tithe? You don't pay tithe. Because it doesn't belong to you. Are you going to pay it? No, you bring it. He's the one that gave you the health for that job. But we have that, uh, we pay, no, pay, no, it don't belong to you. You can only pay something that you own. Do you see my point? I better get off this point. I knew it was going to be a rough one here. We are, I mean, I had to search myself. We are guilty of spiritual idolatry if we have another rival of God's love. That's why God made the Jews quote that twice a day. Deuteronomy 6.5. You go look at it. You read it. It's in Deuteronomy. Write this down. The reason some find it difficult to love God is because they have been taught that he is not lovable. And it's been taught by the church. The reason some find it difficult to love God is because they have been taught he is not lovable. God is love. You can't find any better anywhere. Yes. See, they think, man, God will kill you. No, God just wants to love you. Amen. You ever hear that crazy stuff your mom and dad used to say when it came down? Remember it was okay to spank kids? Yeah. I'm not talking about beating the fire out of them. This is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. <laughs> I used to tell that my mama. I said, well, why don't you lay yourself down in this bed and let me hit you? 
Oh, gee, don't tell that to a crazy Cajun woman with a belt in her hand. <laughs> yeah. See, you begin to find you have to examine yourself. You see, when you come before this God, the reason some find it difficult to love God is because they have been taught he's not lovable. Watch this. It's in insurance policy. An act of God is a tornado. Hurricane. God sent that hurricane. No, he didn't. The Satan does that. He's a destroyer. Satan comes to steal, to kill and destroy. Jesus came to give life to the full till it overflows more abundantly. But you see, we put it in our legal documents. An act of God. No, that's not an act of God. That's a destroyer doing those things. What causes those things to happen is sin in the body of Christ. Sin is a destroyer. I'm going to prove it to you. You love your husband with every fiber of your being, right? And you found out he committed adultery. That sin, whoa, cuts you to pieces. And you begin to, if you could, you'd hate him sometimes. Why did you do that? Then you begin to examine yourself. What did I do to make you do that? You see my point? Do you understand what I'm saying? See, people have taught, the church has taught those things that God is not lovable. Be careful, man. He'll kill you. Jesus couldn't go to funerals because he messed them up. When he saw sadness, he fixed it. When he saw hunger, he fed them. When he saw faith, he answered it. When that lady with the issue of blood on her hands and knees grabs his gun, he said, who touched me? The Bible said, the king said, they were pressed upon him. They said, Jesus, how can you say when all these people are pressing on you? Yeah, but only one was touching him. And she touched him with love. If I may touch the hem of his garment. That's faith and love working together. Amen. And she wasn't supposed to do that. That was against the law. Because she was bleeding. Let me tell you something. Women had a hard time back there, buddy. <laughs> Write this down. People have been taught hard doctrines which have made them afraid of God. Instead of making you love God, they they introduce God to you with fear. People have been taught hard doctrines which have made them afraid of God. See, and it goes in, in, in the context with the one I read, the reason some find it difficult to love God because they have been taught he is not lovable. Well, how were they taught hard doctrines? Hard. And they made them afraid of God. That's so true, ladies and gentlemen. That's the difference between religion and relationship. I want you to think about that for a minute. So many times the church introduces God with fear. They teach hard doctrine. Not that the doctrines are hard, but they teach it. My God, would like he's going to kill you. But God is love and he just wants to love you. That's why the, the father said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, gave his greatest prize, which was Christ himself. Why? Because he loved you. Like I said last week, the more you know God, the more you love God. 
and nothing in your life should rival God's love. I don't, let me tell you, if something's in your life rivaling God's love, that's spiritual idolatry. That's right. Nothing should come in, in, between you and God's love. I want to pray for you right now. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to make people understand what I'm talking about here today. Because without your love and without us loving you, we would have nothing in this world. I ask you to minister to them and bless them and heal them and help them. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I want to tell you something. The love of God. People say, yeah, I love God. No, no, it's more than just saying it. It is action. I just like, people say, you know, in fact, I, I had the IRS one time ask me, why do you give so much? Because I love God. Yeah, but no, no, there's no conjunctions to it. There's no buts and ands and ifs and or whatever, whatever conjunctions are. I've been out of school a long time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just, just, I just get up every morning knowing in whom I have believed that I'm persuaded that he's able to keep what I commit to him and I commit my life to him which is the love that I have for him. Do you understand what I'm saying here? This is more than religion. My God, religion is a garden of weeds. It's a theological wilderness. You know it and I know it too. So many different ways of believing something, you know, and that's just in the Christian realm. But when you love God, my God, that's, that's, that's the supreme of supremes. It's to love God with all your heart. They quoted it twice a day, the, the, the Israelites. I shall love thy God with all the heart, also all the mind. I mean, constantly. Why? Because it was true. And without God, the nation of Israel would have never survived thousands of years ago. I mean, people tried to kill Israel, but they couldn't. You know why? The love they have for God and God has for them. Now, don't go, don't go anywhere. I'm coming back in just a minute. I'm starting to preach and get carried away with myself. I got another word to speak to you in just a minute. I want you to watch this. You'll be blessed by this. Watch. I'll be back. today are searching for meaning, purpose, peace, and authenticity. In a world bombarded by voices and information, Jesse the Planet's ministry is determined to pierce through the noise and proclaim what every heart is yearning for, the good news of Jesus. I'm going to ask you to meet my friend. That's the passion that drives us to trust God and continue to break through into new realms of the impossible. Only then are we able to reach an entire planet, one soul at a time, and help them experience the life-changing love of God for themselves. You made it! You made it! You made it! Wasn't that easy? That wasn't hard, was it?
I believe that God has placed within each one of us a deep desire to live a better life. Whether it's a life free from pain, fear, or lack of any kind, God wants to bring that to pass for you. In my book, You Are Designed for Glorious Living, you'll discover how to achieve the better life God has for you. You know, long before you took your first breath, God had designs on you for glorious living. You are designed for glorious living. Available at JDM.org. I hope you enjoyed the message today. This was part two of what does it mean to love God? You know, we never could do this without our faithful financial partners who support this ministry. In 46 years of preaching, we've never had a financial deficit. I say it all the time, which makes my staff up behind the cameras laugh. You know why? Because I trust you and you trust me and we both trust God. I hope I'm known for that for the rest of my life and in eternity too. Trust is a wonderful thing. You know how you trust somebody? When you love them. Think about that. That's a blessing of the Lord. So partners, thank you for what you do. Nothing too small and nothing too big. We got so many projects going on right now. And as soon as we finish with one, God give us another one. Why? Because for God so loved the world. He said, Jesse, I want the world. Now go get that world for me. So that's what we do. Preaching the gospel, teaching the gospel, speaking it every day. For your September partnership, we're offering today's message in its full entirety. What does it mean to love God? You didn't get it all. We just can't do it because of the time constraints on television. Listen, the measure of loving God is to love him without measure. You hear what I'm saying? This message will help you align your heart with God's heart. How do I get that, Brother Jesse? You go to jdm.org and get it today. I'm telling you, it will change your life. One of my staff told me, said, I really love this message. Know why? Because she loves God. Just that simple, isn't it? See, when, when you talk like that, that, that begins to come together. It's just a wonderful thing, see, to know in whom you have believed and being persuaded. And that's what it's all about. So once again, partners, thank you for doing all that you do. Because I know when you send in your faithful financial support, that's an act of love. Why? Especially in today's economy and what's going on. But you know what? You love God. And you know what? God supplies all your need according to his riches in glory. Not in according to what's going on in the world today, according to his riches in glory. If you want to know how much that is, look up. This is just one galaxy. And we got, they say at least 400 million, some say a trillion galaxies. And how many moons, stars, and planets with all raw substance in that? And God flung it with his hands. Ooh, Lord, he ain't going broke. <laughs> Praise God. And neither are you. We pray the hundredfold every day for our faithful financial supporters. We believe in that. You know why? Because we get it. So thank you for tuning in today. This is Jesse DePlanis from New Orleans, Louisiana, saying I love you, and I mean that sincerely with my heart. And thank you for watching. My God, there's not a day goes by that we don't pray for you. See you next week. Do you know we are part of God's plan? And he said that we would do the work that Jesus did and greater. He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. 2022 is the year for you to possess all that God has promised you. Raise your expectation. God has given you the ability to produce. Let's go do the work. If we don't take authority over our thoughts, take no thought saying, watch that. If we don't take authority over our thoughts, some other power will. 
Remember that, because you see, that's the soulless realm. That's where you live. Your spirit, you ain't got to worry about your spirit, but where Satan attacks you is in the mind, the will, and the emotion, which is the soul of man.